right now. Why'd you send me a ghost? I didn't deserve that. Because you're my boo. Ha 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 No. 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 <laughs> veto, veto. I don't know. I saw like all these little um, emojis. <laughs> And gotcha. I'm like, oh, some of these are different than, you know, you're running the mill emojis. And I'm like, oh, let's see what the ghost does. And it's just a little happy ghost. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, no one calls me Boo except for Eric Crosby. Oh, really? He's my Boo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we only call each other that. I don't think his wife calls him that. No, no. And I, I've never had a girl call me that. <laughs> That's reserved for Eric. <laughs> <laughs> He's the designated Boo. Understood. Yeah, he's Boo. Okay. <laughs> now, Boo's, Boo's not in my vernacular. That's not something that I throw around. So Yeah, it's yeah. not something I throw around either, except with Eric. <laughs> <laughs> then it's when I'm texting him or referencing him. I'm like, hey, Boo, do you have the CD or something? <laughs> I mean, anytime it's done sarcastically, 100% approve. But, oh, yeah, definitely. you know, if you're, if you're with somebody uh, romantically, I feel like you can do better than Boo. Yeah, I like, go for the classic babe or baby. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, hun, that's, honey. That's, that's what I prefer. Yeah, same. You know, it's just that or like a specific like reference that you guys share. Yeah, like it feels more organic, you know, yeah. than than Boo. Boo feels like it was it was forced upon us by uh, late '90s, early 2000s hip hop. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm not for that. You can't tell me what to do, Nelly. Yeah, Nelly and Kelly Rowland, you won't. I refuse. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm taking a stand. That's it. <laughs> this is the hill You're I like, die You know on. what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if I got to ask Biden and, and, uh, and Ms. Harris a question, that's, that's what it's going to be. Where do you stand on, um, the Nelly and Kelly Rowland duet from, I want to say 2001, 2002? I remember liking that. I haven't heard it in a while though. Yeah. It was very, I don't know. It was out of character for Nelly. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of music of that time that is just, like, I can't imagine. I almost want to go watch, like, a YouTube mix of music videos mm. of, like, those types of songs from that particular time. Because I just feel like it would be a trip. Yeah. Like, are, are you specifically talking about, like, the, the more, like, low-key pop ballads yeah. with, with yeah, a little bit of hip-hop thrown in? hip-hop. Like yeah. All of that kind of when it all sort of came together, when you're like, you're watching like the thing that you would see on TRL. I feel like Ja Rule ran the table during that time with those duets, yeah. you know, featuring Ashanti and, and J-Lo. Like, I was getting ready to say J-Lo did a lot in that yeah. time. Yeah, Mariah that Carey. Yeah. Not that she's not relevant anymore, but <laughs> everyone has a peak. I applaud J-Lo for keeping herself relevant for so long. I mean, she's... You know, I'll be honest, she's not that great at anything in particular, but she does a lot of things very well. Yeah. Sorry. I, had to... <laughs> I, th- I thought you were offended because I was disgracing, you know. I, no, no, no. I, I'm trying to. <laughs> how, do you, how do you diplomatically say, I agree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I concur. I concur. <laughs> well <concur>? said. <laughs> So I'm going old school tonight. I, I found okay. in the back of the refrigerator, I found one of the um, cans of Rockstar Lime Freeze that I've oh, been saving shit. to record. So How many do you have? This Plus. is legit the last one. 
Oh my god! And I can't reorder them on Amazon, or at least last time I checked, they weren't available. So this it's is episode it for a seventy, while. right? This so, is episode seventy. Yeah, you're getting that <laughs> ceremonial freeze. You know, pat pat on the back to us for getting mm-hmm. through the entirety of episode sixty nine without making the obvious jokes. Yeah, yeah, we did it. We did. We did it. <laughs> Congratulations! Even though it us. was called nice in our notes. <laughs> Because we were ready. We knew. We were like, this is going to happen. Yeah, we're like, all right, all right. And then we found a better name. Yes, we did. That's what we went with. (laughs) Yeah, this is episode 70, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Yep. Oh, hey, adventurers. How you doing? You keeping it together? You excited? Are you answering me right now? No? Yes? I'm just going to let you keep going. (laughs) Because... <laughs> Matt, I'm talking to the chili baby. Stop. Oh, 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 okay. No, no. It's fine. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, I hope that there that today, at least today, as of us recording, there's a little bit of optimism in my heart. I'd say uh, because Kamala Harris is picked for VP for Veep yep. for Joe Biden, and I really like that choice. She was who I was rooting for, so I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I mean there there's some things that do cause concern but you know what it's historic no matter how you slice it i mean we we have a black woman who could be vice president and very likely i mean even just based on how joe biden has been uh, projecting very likely will take over for him as president if he has to step down because you know health that's um she's also asian american oh wow yeah so she would be both man really cool Lots of lots of firsts there. Yeah, first exactly. Yeah, and mm-hmm. first woman, and yeah, it's it's very very cool. Um, yeah, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking negatively about her, mostly because of she was a district attorney. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, we've had. I mean, you know, that one of the more famous things was like President Obama was against gay marriage, and you know, changed his tune about that. Because he evolved. Yeah. I think Joe Biden was the same, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, so I think you can evolve on things. Um, I think that Kamala Harris's like tough on a crime mentality might have suited her when she was doing that particular job, but you know, life changes and you grow and learn. I don't necessarily view her as like not not the candidate because of things like that. But apparently a lot of people do. So when I when I talk about this sort of thing, I, I just want to preface it with that I, I'm I'm talking about uh, being impressed or disappointed with certain aspects of the party uh, or the the, the uh, candidates that I'm going to be voting for because there's yeah, no yeah. fucking way oh, yeah. you know that I'm going to get four more years of this. You or I are voting third party or not voting. Or we are voting for Biden. Both exactly. Of us are voting. So now We're it's just kind of everyone we know for Biden. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of just sorting through, like you know what right. what I would prefer changed and what I'm what I'm going to be working towards, uh, you know, making my voice heard about what I want to see as well. Because the the thing about politicians in general, and I've I've been outspoken about this for quite some time, is that we're not supposed to like them i mean you know just yeah, like old yeah. school old school uh just the way you feel about politicians don't fucking trust a politician 
Like, never, right. never trust them to do what they say at face value. You got to hold them accountable. We have to hold oh, their feet to yeah. the fire. I'm talking everybody from, like, our glorious, wonderful best friend Obama on down. Every yeah, politician. I don't, have, I don't have, like, that natural distrust, but I completely agree. Like, I think there are some people that are genuine, but I completely agree with you of they work for you. Yeah. So you should hold them accountable always, whether you like them or hate them or just are indifferent about them. Exactly. Like, you know, it takes a certain type of person to get to that high level of, of politics in the first place. Like you have to make right. a lot of allowances in your personal beliefs and your yeah. personal goals and the way that you want to project yourself into the world. There's got to be a lot of things that have to fall by the wayside. And unfortunately, that's the way that the game is played. They see it as a game. And right. that's that's one of the things that I see, actually, that people are concerned about uh, <laughs> with Kamala Harris is that um, she has changed her mind. She has projected different things in the past. And they just want to make sure that when push comes to shove, that when she puts her when she puts her her her, her support behind somebody or some uh, thing, right. that she sticks to it, that she doesn't flip flop later on down the line, you know. Yeah, I, it's interesting because I was in a like you know one of my first political science classes, and she was talking about uh, my my professor was talking about Charlie Crist specifically. Mm. Um, do you know who Charlie Crist is? I don't. Okay. So, quick rundown of Charlie Crist. He was a Florida politician, um, early 2000s. He's still a politician, but early 2000s, he was a Republican. He came up a Republican, but he was an old school Republican. And when he saw the shift of Republicans starting to change, and even talking about Romney, I think it was in that era, uh, or a little bit before, he was like, I can't deal with this. So, he became an independent. And then eventually, he became a Democrat. Uh, he's now a Democrat, okay. as far as last time I checked. Um, and she used him as an example of flip-flopping politician yeah. and, like, the bad classic politician. And I was like, you know, I was kind of – she said, no, most people view him poorly because of that. I'm like, but the, the his, his ideology evolved. Yeah. Um, the, the party changed. There's a lot of factors involved. I think – I think that there's a real danger – in let yeah and not holding them accountable but there's also a real danger in expecting them to be firm in this is the right thing hmm. shit changes it does it does things, things change things that weren't acceptable like you know gay marriage being an example uh 30 years ago was not a popular thing mm-hmm. uh and it we had to change a lot of people's minds about that yeah. We had to do a lot of work to like to make that change. So, you know, to say like, well, Hillary Clinton voted, <laughs> just using Hillary Clinton as an example, but Hillary Clinton didn't didn't you know didn't care didn't support gay marriage. I'm like, yes, yeah, so like a lot of people her age didn't, and then they changed because yeah. like their cousin came out or so you know like something happened. There's always a gay cousin. I'm the gay cousin. Like, <laughs> like you know, I, I don't know. I think that we need – I think that we kind of need to embrace the fact that people can be wrong and do the wrong thing and then let them grow. And that, that goes for politicians too. If yeah. they're constantly changing their shit every year, you know, 
they're going back and forth. They're saying one thing to one person here, which you can't even get away with doing that anymore, honestly. Like, they'll catch you. Yeah, I think... they'll catch you out. I think I would, I would feel more willing to accept that type of movement if it was accompanied by, hey, this is my thought process. You know, here's where I was, and this is how I got to where I am now and not just all of a sudden, oh no, I've always been this way. What are you talking about? I have firmly believed in it. It's like, all right, cool. But like to your point, to what you're saying, it's, it's, it's true because you know, uh, we, we do have a couple of examples of politicians that have been steadfast in what they stand for. And even they get crap. You know, you look at, like, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I was going to say, Bernie's a very good example of that. They they try to call him out, like, oh, you know, you're just doing this civil rights thing because it's like, you know, the... It's, it's the flavor of the week. It's new. It's it's what you want to be involved in now because everybody's talking about it. And then they go and find pictures of him, like, you know, actually protesting back in the 70s and and the 60s. Like, you know... Or or you were only doing that to get political office or something like that. It's like... You know, the, the cynicism is dangerous. It I really think. is. I mean, you even look at somebody um, I, like I, like John Lewis, you know, yes. and, and and what he's done uh, for this country, what he's done for Black America, and you, you look at how he was treated, how he kept on getting disrespected just for speaking his mind, just for standing up for what he believes in, and that's why. I mean, it just makes me dislike politicians even more. It's like there are a few exceptions. You have have skepticism, not cynicism. Skepticism is very healthy. We should have skepticism. You're not a cynic, though. It feels like cynicism. It feels like it's leaning towards that now. Yeah, because (laughs) this is my theory, (laughs) because that's what they want us to be. Sure. They want us to be cynics. Okay. If you're a cynic, then you believe the system's fucked and you don't even vote. Look at how many people don't vote in this country. It's because we have a country full of cynics. Um, When really... We should have a country full of skeptics who go, why are you doing the things that you're doing? What are you doing over there? Where's that money coming from? What's happening here? Like, who who can ask these questions and have a healthy, you know, health, questioning is healthy. It's the way that you do it that can, like, if it if it's discouraging you completely and breaking you down, <laughs> then it's cynicism. Yeah. And it's not good. No. Like I said, I feel like I'm dipping a toe in that pond. I don't know. We're going to find out. I understand. It's going to be I mean, a long few months. Do you mean specifically months. with this, or do you mean in general? I mean, in, with politics in general, I know we don't really yeah. deep dive on that too frequently on the show. But just with, with – I don't want I, I to keep spamming that phrase. With everything going on. No, just yeah. with, 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 with fucking Trump in the White House, yeah. his cronies, and people that are just – nodding along with him it makes me feel a little less optimistic a lot less optimistic about oh, yeah. this 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 country you know oh of course yeah yeah i no 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 i let me let me be clear if you're cynical about the state of our current country yeah that's that's fair you've earned <laughs> that cynicism yeah but I, I'm talking about generally, oh, sure. like you know, um, cynicism versus skepticism, and and how it can go into unhealthy realms. But yeah, uh, I'm very worried. I'm very worried about it for numerous reasons. For you know, the cheating, uh, the lying, like 
the fact that Americans are dying and, and we're yeah. not doing anything about that. And not just dying of the pandemic, but, you know, dying from treatable illnesses and it's every been day way, before the pandemic. It's been uh, way too long since we've talked about the fact that there's still families separated and kids in cages. I mean, yeah, that hasn't been discussed in any type of tangible way since we've been talking about the pandemic, you know, since that's been like the, the news du jour, you know, there yeah, were, it's been um, normalized. it, it, it fucking has been, and it fucking sucks is we had riots again in Chicago, um, a couple nights ago, uh, because a, a young man got shot and we're at a point now where there, there's so much news happening all at the same time. Cause we had, we had a tornado touchdown in Rogers Park last night too, which I'll get to yeah. later, but there's so much going on in the news, in the world in general. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Beirut exploded. And, yeah. yeah. That was fucking nuts. Right. But that's, when, the, when you that's what that I'm video, getting at. You're like, wait, 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 was that a nuke? Right. It wasn't. Thank God. There's, thank God. Yeah. There's, there's just so much going on at the same time. There's so much distraction and so much that deservedly should be focused on as well. It's hard to just absorb everything that's happening. So we had riots a couple nights ago, uh, rather looting, I should say, a couple nights ago, uh, in a, in an affluent neighborhood in downtown, uh, Chicago. What's the difference? You know? And What's it, the difference um, between rioting and looting, though? I'm serious. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So rioting is more of like a violent nature. Okay. Gotcha. Looting is, is more of an intention of, you know, getting away with like free stuff while, gotcha. you know, also doing it for a purpose in some cases. In some cases, you just want to mean TV. Um, and yeah, I clearly, I, I understand the difference between, uh, you know, a, a pro- protest and, you know, when it becomes looting and things like that. But right. I didn't know that, that that was the difference between rioting and looting. So, so there was a, there was a young man that got shot, um, in a in a uh, mostly black neighborhood here in Chicago, and there were some social media posts that went out after the fact, without having all the details down, uh, that said, "Okay, well, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna just like start looting this uh, certain area in Chicago mm-hmm. downtown." Uh, one of the places was a, a store where one of my aunts works, and oh, unfortunately, uh, no no one was hurt. Uh, you know, right. At her store, and okay, yeah, she's fine. But um, yeah, they have to shut down for several weeks and and get everything together. You know, it's yeah, it's like you kind of have to be of two minds about it. Like you understand the frustration of a community that's struggling to get answers, that has seen everything happening on television and in their lives over all this time, and now they're just mm-hmm. frustrated to the point of just wanting to lash out and do something, and then. On the other hand, it's like there's some people that just want free TVs. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. gotten to a point where it's like I don't I don't know how to talk about it right now. Like I'm still absorbing the whole thing too because I I I th- I like to think that I have a, a a natural inclination of right and wrong and you know what's what's the right move in this situation and I want to understand what's going on in the black community of course, you know. Uh, because even saying it out loud, it, it, it sounds like I'm trying to distance myself from it, you know, and that can't be just by nature. 
Right. So yeah, I'm just I'm still working through all that, and it's just really um, it's frustrating right now. I mean, loss of life is an awful thing, no matter who it is. Um, loss of stuff, much less so. But loss of livelihood, that's pretty high up there too. Yeah, that's where it becomes really tricky. Yeah. I don't know if it's because so many are losing their livelihoods right now and have lost them. If we're, like, not really focusing on that, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I do see a lot of people being callous about that, for yeah. sure. Yeah, people um, <laughs> on Reddit, which is something I really need to stay away from, the Reddit Chicago subreddit, I need to stay away from in particular because... Uh, something happens and they're called brigading. So when something bad happens in Chicago, people will come from, you know, the pro-Trump areas and and try to, like, come in there and see, like, yeah, you know, look, this is what happens when you're giving them an inch. They take a mile and all that bullshit rhetoric. But, yeah, yeah, I, I, I go in there because my intention is to see, like, how are the people of Chicago reacting to this? How is, is the, you know, the folks that are just removed that are removed from this, how are they viewing it? You know? Mm-hmm. And usually it's some racist bullshit or some dismissive bullshit. And that's frustrating to me because it's like, okay, here's an opportunity to talk to people and really work through and, and, and find out like, okay, here's a frame of mind. Here's another frame of mind to the point where, uh, you know, you can kind of like meet somewhere in the middle. It never happens that way. Not on the internet. I should know better by now. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm over 20. So, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. I think that I mean from okay. I am a person who currently resides in suburbs. Sure. Um in the past I have lived, you know, in suburb areas and then just outside of cities and stuff like that. So that's been my like um I've mentioned it before on the show, I'm originally from Baltimore area. Mm-hmm. Um but not from a rough Baltimore area, from a a you know more uh, we weren't affluent but like there's definitely you know some some rich people in that area where i lived um when i hear stories about things like that and and you know just living in areas like this and and city like going to cities and everything like that my nearby cities um or traveling to cities every every year it grows stronger where I don't want to be anywhere near it. I, I, I couldn't, I mean, unless I had to for a job or a spouse or something like that, like, you know, my wife has a job and I can't, I have to, I don't want to live in a city. I don't want to live in the suburbs. I want to live, you know, have land and be separate. Um, because I, it just, it's, it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't, to me, it, the, the, you know, the things it, it outweighs, like it's reached the point where I'm like, man, everything good about these areas. Like, I just can't deal with people. <laughs> like, I think it breaks down my spirit a lot to be right on top of people and stuff like that. I have more optimism when I'm, you know, spacing myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, having a, you know, it's not like I, I, I'm not one of those people who's like I don't want to deal with people and I want to be gone from them forever kind of thing. Um, I might joke about that, but realistically, no, I definitely want and need interactions. Um, 
you know, that's the pandemic has taught me anything. It's that I'm way more social than I originally thought I was. Yeah, I think a lot of people are coming to the same conclusion, including myself. But I want to have the choice. That's yeah. the important part. Yeah. I want to be able to, you know, go home and have, like, land and, and like, you know, have a separation of my, like, you know, with just me and my family um, versus, you know, living in an apartment or living in suburbs where the houses are just right next to each other, whatever. So that's kind of how I feel when I when I read stories like that. And I don't know how many other people feel that way. I don't know if people in the country feel that way. Like if they go, oh, I'm so glad I'm here because I'm not there. You know, I just know that that's not the reason that I don't want to live in areas like that. But it is, a, it is a, like if you're being honest, like it is a thing that kind of reinforces it where you're like, Maybe that's a better route for me and my mental health and my well-being to not live in, you know, a big city or something like that. I'd like to find out personally, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I'd like to see how I'd fare in the suburbs because I've, I've never really uh, been in a situation where I've been in a place where I'm completely like surrounded by four walls that are all my own. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to think about. I've never had that yeah. experience outside of like an Airbnb or something like that, you know? Right. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I like the idea of being able to make as much noise as I want and being able to be as weird as I want as mm-hmm. long as the as the blinds are closed and no one can give me crap about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, people always talk about, like, kids being the reason that, you know, kids are the reason you move to the suburbs or you move here, that get away from the city. I personally think kids can be fine no matter where you're at. Yeah. Um, you just have to, you know, if you're living in an apartment, you have to make sure you go to the park more often. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you're living in a suburb, you have to make sure you take your kids into the city so that mm-hmm. they experience that. Like, you know, you have to, to show them every part of life in the world. Yeah, you I can't think just a, let them stay closed off. No, a big part of growing up too is just being able to get on public transportation. Like you need that experience. So you can you can see the norm and you can see the weirdest that we have to offer all in one ride. That was not a thing for me. Really? That no. Okay. Public transportation? No. Hmm. Okay. Like school buses, yeah. Interesting. But, but like what, what do you like? Are you specifically talking about buses? Or are you talking about what? Uh, well, for me, when I think public trains, I think like L trains, you know, subway, gotcha. that sort of thing. Yeah. No, I did not get onto that until like anything like that until I was an adult. Cool. Yeah. Just not not a kid experience for me. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, it's it's different. Like I I never really anticipated uh, that being the case for for anyone. So I, I learned something new today. That's cool. Oh, yeah. No, there, I I mean, I also, you know, know family members who have never lived in apartments. Wow. They're just living in homes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it, it makes sense. It's you, just... Because there, there are some areas that, I mean, now it's changing, but like, you know, they the homes were cheap enough or whatever, where they just like, they could rent a whole house. You go, in, you go into country area, like, go look up, you know, how much an apartment... <laughs> cost to rent in like the middle of fucking nowhere in kansas or something oh it's yeah nothing, right, you know right, right. Yeah. So it's that kind of situation where it's like you're not going to go hunting an apartment because look you can get this whole house for you know eight hundred dollars a month or whatever yeah um, or less I, you know it's it's pretty crazy 
I feel like I would have moved to a, a more reasonable area, um, you know, rent wise and just mm-hmm. uh, getting more bang for your buck, that sort of thing. Uh, cost of living and all. I feel like I would have done it a long time ago if it weren't for my day job, you know? Yeah. Because that kind of just parks me where I am. I kind of hope that all of this makes remote work more of a thing. Oh, heck um, yeah. Because then we can live everywhere. Like it, that, I love. If I it love weren't for the, the pandemic. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, no, look, I, I love the idea of being able to travel freely and you know everything like that. <laughs> but I'm not saying I want to be confined to an apartment or anything along mm. those lines. But I love the idea of like, man, like we can re- like we can get people out of cities like all scrunched up with each other and like have people fucking living in like Missouri and shit. Yeah. And like diversify the entire country. I love that idea. And then not having to deal with the pressure of being expected to turn up at the office holiday party? Oh, yes. I'm with that. Yeah. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's 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 an interesting thing. I wonder how they're going to guilt us into coming back to the office once this is all over. Because in a lot of cases, it's been proven that you don't need to be in an office setting. But no. they kind of want you there to keep a closer eye on you and make sure you're being as productive as you can be. Which is just such bullshit. <laughs> I, I mean, we've talk, I think we've talked about this on the show before, but I'm of the mentality, if if, if everyone's getting their work done, mm-hmm. pay them a full salary. I don't give a flying fuck if you only worked 10 hours this week and then yeah. next week you worked 40, whatever. Like, I don't give a shit. Did you get the things that you need to get done? Cool. Go do what you want with your life. That's what matters. That's, that's my philosophy. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> my, my, um, yeah, I shouldn't talk about that. Anyway, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> good. Yeah, I've, but like, you know, yeah. I just, I don't get it. I don't either. Like the, the, the hourly type of mentality. Right. Um, I think it's, you know, it's archaic. Like it, we're, we're doing it just to control people. One of the first things that I was taught when I started working a full-time job, was how to look busy. Yep. And I always yep. thought that was one of the most depressing things about the movie Big with Tom Hanks was uh-huh. when John Lovitz was uh, his his like uh, cubicle mate. And basically, Tom Hanks is working hard, getting his job done, and then kicking back. And he's like, hey, man, slow down. You're making the rest of us look bad. And it's like that yeah. is, as a kid, I didn't get it. I'm like, all right, this guy's lazy. You know, Tom Hanks is doing what, he's, yeah. what he came to do. And then when I got grown, I'm like, oh, he's lazy for a different reason because he's trying to make himself look less lazy. <laughs> yeah, but it's what it's, it's, it's what very it's very weird. It's what's expected, and it's it's very real, and it's so strange. You're right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it, it's it's all like because we have this mentality of it's all about the bottom line. It's all about. You know, th- like making this profit, making this productivity, like you know, it, that's that's what so many this cutthroat business mentality. But the thing is, like, we have other countries that are very strong in their economics and the things that they produce, mm-hmm. and they don't work the way that we work. Right. Like, you go to Germany, they take weeks off a year. Weeks off, they take holidays. Yeah. They straight yeah, up, they're like, just like, fuck it, we're done, man. There are some countries that are starting to embrace four day weeks. Some places shut down for Christmas. Like, that's better than a fucking party, man. You know? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's a thing, and they're still really, really strong. Yeah. Um, and they're not like they didn't fall to communism or some bullshit mentality that your grandparents probably told you about. No. Um, they're fine. Like they're still free. They still make money. They actually have health care. Like you know, they have a lot of the things that we wish we could have. And then their happiness, like, you know, they they do these surveys and they show they're way happier. They feel better about their lives, about their futures. But don't you know happiness is weakness? We can't show weakness to the enemy. Yeah. They got to know that we're, we're serious about what we do here in America, man. We, we stand up when they play songs and shit. That's, yeah. <laughs> that shows strength. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> yep. Men are... A lot. I can't disagree I, with that. I will say that I, uh, you know, when I go out and run errands and things like that, I've had to go to my university and, you know, groceries, whatever. More men not wearing masks than women. There are some women who are not wearing masks, but it's mostly men yeah. who are just yeah. not wearing them. And they're usually a little bit older. That's well, it's interesting, it's interesting you point that out because, you know, the, the trope, what we've seen lately, of course, is the Karen moments where, yeah. you know, you have a woman that flips out in the middle of a store or something like that, knocking over displays and everything. And sure, I mean, I, I'm not doubting that happens, but yeah, I mean, like you said, looks can be deceiving. These guys are quietly super spreaders. They're not yelling about it, but yeah, they're still just I as also- bad. I mean, I I know that that Karen stuff is definitely real, and racism is a huge problem with white women. Um, I also think that the fixation on that ignores a lot of white men who Mm -hmm. are doing shit, and like you said, in a different way, but in a very bad way. So let it be written. So let it be done. You can be a Karen and be a man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just make that... Make that the norm. You know what? They're they're called Chad. They're always called Chad. <laughs> Fucking Chads, man. Every Chad I've ever met was a massive piece of shit. <laughs> if your if your name is Chad and you're listening to this, I don't apologize to you. Change your fucking name. <laughs> Every Chad I've ever met has not been able to breathe through his nose. I don't know why that is. Yeah. I haven't yeah, met very many Chads, but yeah. Oh, I've met I, more than enough. I've oh. had my fill. <laughs> I'm done something, with you, Chad. Something about your name just being Chad. It's just such a lazy name, and it's just indicative of the type of uh, personality that is projected upon you that you're raised with, just being yeah. a Chad. Yeah. It's more of a mindset. Right. <laughs> that Chad. <It's> just, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Chad mindset. Mm-mm-mm. I guess we have show notes, but we... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to welcome Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> First mean, of all... You guys know the drill. This is the shit. We're in that's it. That's right. That's right. Oh, all right. <laughs> Let's talk about something a little bit lighter. Okay. Uh, I'd yeah. like to talk about... Um, I want to give a special thank you to my friend and fellow board member, Caitlin Rosberg, because I got a note in the mail today. I got a little package <laughs> in the mail today. And uh, I'll post pictures of it in the show notes. It's uh, <laughs> it's a, 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 a duo of pins where uh, it's shaped like the Run the Jewels uh, fist and gun logo. Mm-hmm. Um, but one pin 
is the gun and one is the fist. And uh, the gun has on a green lantern ring and it's a, a white gloved hand. And the one that's holding the chain is actually holding the lantern, but it's like an actual chain. And it's kind of dope. That's really cool. It's that's it's really, thing. yeah, it's really just like intricate. And I really love it. But she, uh, she sent a note along with it that just says, uh, you know, hey, friend, I couldn't look at this. And uh, every time I saw this, it made me think of you. So she Aww. sent it my way. So I love you. little little things like that. That's yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> well, that's just the thing. You know, we got to send each other little stuff to let each other know that we're thinking about one another in these trying times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but don't don't feel obligated. I mean, like, honestly, just texting or calling yeah. is yeah, nice, too. In. But if you feel like going above and beyond, do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Caitlin for that. Um, yeah, we have a lot of notes here. We do. Uh, so, apparently, they're doing... Okay, so this is from The Hollywood Reporter, which is a pretty <laughs> reliable source. Yeah. Um, they are shopping this show to streaming services like HBO Max, Peacock, and Netflix. And they're trying to do a... Uh, now, this is based on a, a YouTube trailer that was made a while back. A dramatic reimagining <laughs> of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, really? Yeah. And Will Smith and Morgan Cooper are teaming up to adapt this. That was uh, <laughs> done. Now, of course, so, we know Mr. Mr. Smith, but are you familiar with uh, Morgan Cooper at all? I, I'm not, other than this thing that he did. Hmm. Um, oh, this this is the guy that did the the viral video. Yes, yes. Oh, cool. So he he made this. Um, this is uh, so it's like they're saying. The sources say that it's uh, been in the works for more than a year. After a four minute clip went viral and was posted in March of 2019, it caught Smith's attention. Cooper, <laughs> a super fan of The Fresh Prince, created and directed the trailer that reimagined the series as if it were a drama. He co uh, co wrote the script and. Uh, directed it and he uh to and be credited as co-ep so like will smith didn't just go like hey i like this idea i'm gonna roll with it he actually teamed up with this guy wow. and is like let's let's shop this around let's let, let's do this now i i gotta give will smith credit because it seems like in these past few years he's really taken on more um he's he's he started to kind of do the same thing that joseph gordon levitt has been doing Mm-hmm. And really trying to give a platform to the younger generation and yeah. lesser known creators. So that's, that's really cool. Like if you go on his, uh, his Instagram, he's always like teaming up with somebody that is, that's not as, as well known as him, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, he did a, well, rather there was a tribute song to him, uh, by a rapper whose name escapes me right now. I'm sure I'll, I'll post the link in the notes. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh he he this rapper did a tribute song to him and so will then join the rapper uh as a response just saying hey i'm flattered and you know you're pretty great yourself and that sort of thing I, they they do it a lot better than i do obviously i'm just a podcaster but right. it's it's a great song and will got in there just he wasn't asked to he just did it out of the kindness of his heart and uh he put out his own verse and everything that was cool but yeah, something like this, I could I could see it doing fairly well, you know. Right. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. Um, 
I'm I'm interested to see what they'll do with it. It's perfect because, for Peacock. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, was Fresh Prince on NBC? It was. NBC? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's that's what they really should be shopping at because you they don't remember. You don't remember the episode of Blossom that Will Smith showed up and hung out? No, I've never seen Blossom in my life. You've never seen Blossom? Okay. I have not. You should watch Blossom a couple it times. Was, if it wasn't in reruns. Like, I saw Fresh Prince because it was in reruns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess Blossom just wasn't a reruns type of show. Yeah, I guess they didn't show that too uh, too often in syndication. Maybe like... Uh, you know, one of those shows on Saturday when the cartoons went off or yeah. something like that. But, yeah, nothing – yeah, I don't think they had, like, a syndication plan for Blossom. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing it. So, no, other than maybe, like, clips at some point. That's Which is it. weird. It was such a big show at one point. I mean, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joey Lawrence launched his career yeah. from there. Yeah, that's strange. <laughs> Every once in a while there's a show like that that it's like it was a huge show, but I never saw any of it. And mm. there are lots of people that just didn't. I've like never seen one episode of Mike and Molly. Never seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen that, but only ever, like, you know, grandparents watching it syndication kind of thing. <laughs> I never, like, sat down and watched it live. Uh, and and I, I definitely have watched reruns or whatever because I like Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she's good. That was... I think Mike and Molly came out before Bridesmaids, but I don't I don't know about the timeline. It did, for sure. Okay. It came out so before she, that like, and uh Ghostbusters, of course, too, yeah. Right. So she her career blew up when she did Bridesmaids. But I had loved her on Gilmore Girls before that. Oh yeah, so, that's like, right. To me she was already like a person that I would want to watch in things. And then when when, you know, Bridesmaids happened and everyone was like freaking out over Melissa McCarthy and like obsessed with her, and she was nominated for an Oscar and like this giant star. Now I was like, no shit, she hasn't been said <laughs> like, what? This doesn't make sense. Like, of course she's a giant star. She's hilarious and yeah. incredibly talented. But <laughs> I think that was just like a, a almost like a secret of the Gilmore Girls fans where we were just like, yeah, no shit, it's Melissa McCarthy. Like she's amazing. <laughs> I'm 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 personally. Selfishly, I'm glad that she's more famous than her cousin now. Um, oh, yeah. I always forget that they're cousins. That's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because she's anti-vax. That's the only reason. That's it. Other than that, you know, whatever. Uh, she was one of the first people I remember perpetuating that, too. Yeah. So weird. And That from- was like a thing. It was like her. Yeah. I, I don't remember it coming from anyone else. I'm not saying she came up with it. Obviously, you know, we know it was a guy that faked medical papers and shit. He's since been like jailed and or something like that over in the UK. Definitely lost his license to practice medicine. But yeah, she was the first one I remember. Well, you know, it never pays to be the first celebrity to do or say anything, you know, good or bad. Now she's married to um, Wahlberg. What's his name? She's she's and in the Wahlbergs. So her brother-in-law was the first um, trash to commit a hate crime. So like they have that in common. They no? do. Yeah. Celebrity yeah. to hit, commit a hate crime. No. Okay. I'm sure <laughs> others have done it, but he definitely did it. So <laughs> fuck him. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy is the black sheep of that family, and that's the best possible thing she could be. Yeah. 
So good. Actually, awesome. we don't know her family. Maybe Jenny is the black sheep and not in a good way. Nah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe they're all like, fuck, we're trying to distance ourselves <laughs> from her because we like vaccines. <laughs> we like vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> That's the McCarthy way. So, yep. yeah, we spent enough time on Jenny McCarthy, though. Will Smith. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> he's got a lot yeah, of time so on Will his Smith hands. Will Smith is working with creators, like you were saying. That's pretty cool. And that's cool. cool. I like that a lot. Um, so hopefully this really lands. I really dislike him. I don't, I don't remember anything in particular happening where I was like, ah, Will Smith, whatever. No, I, I can't remember either. I mean, there were rumors that he was uh, going into Scientology, mm-hmm. but I think that was because of the company that he kept uh, when he was, you know, becoming a bigger star in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, he'd always be photographed with like a, you know, a Tom Cruise or something, and you're like, ah, oh, look at that, he's he's uh, commingling with those guys. They must be in the, they must be in the thing. Nah. Yeah, and the thing about Scientology, I think particularly if you're a celebrity like that. I understand why they would be in Scientology because they're quote unquote safe. Yeah, they're they're never going to face the the dangers that everyone else in Scientology faces, kind of thing. They're sheltered from that. Yeah, they're the pretty faces that they put out there. They're, the they're protected people. from every consequence. As we mm-hmm. saw with Danny Masterson, for example, for a very long time. Very long time, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I even if he was a Scientologist, like, or or dipping his toe in Scientology, whatever, I get it. Like, it's not, it's not the same, like for him, you know. Scientology yeah. wants him to join. They're not going to make him do the hard work. They're not going to put him through the bull, the same bullshit. Exactly. Um, Middle middle grade people like Leah Remney, you know, she saw some of that shit, but really she didn't see it until the very end, kind of thing. She's talked about that pretty openly. She well, was I feel like, well. yeah, I feel like she started seeing that because she started kind of like deviating yeah. from their path. Yeah, yeah, she started to also, you know, you start to lose a little bit of celebrity, mm-hmm. and you start to see, oh, they're not treating me the same. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. So yeah, I mean, so if that was if that's the worst thing, that's not not the worst thing, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, for, for I mean, it's it's I, it's I would not be like ah, eh, that's forgiven unless you're still a part of it and you're not listening to anyone, right? Eh, you know. Yeah. So I mean, you're right. I you rarely hear anything bad about Will Smith if if ever. No. So yeah. Anyway, so let's let's keep our eye on that. See what comes of that. Uh, so in other TV news, um, apparently they're they're premiering this new season of Fargo with Chris Rock. Yeah. So that's coming out September 27th. Finally. They had to delay filming because of the virus. Mm. Uh, it was supposed to come out earlier this year. Apparently April 19th was the original premiere date. They mm-hmm. had to delay it. Now, they filmed a lot of that in Chicago to the point where... I'd be going to work sometime, and I'd see, like, old-fashioned police cars just driving around. Ooh. And that was kind of cool, you know? just yeah. that, that classic aesthetic that you don't see too often anymore. Uh, just, like, old-fashioned cars and people dressed in, like, classic clothing and stuff like that. I never saw Chris Rock, but I imagine he's probably, uh, you know, in his trailer and got a lot of people around to make sure that he's not seen. So Yeah, and they also, like, you know, there's so much downtime on a set for an yeah. actor. 
Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you know, it's constantly moving. They're constantly going. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Chris Rock is not usually sitting around for that. <laughs> He's right. off, like you said, in a trailer or whatever. Now, at the time, I didn't know they were filming Fargo. I thought it was one of those, like, Chicago shows that they've been doing on NBC lately. The yeah. Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, you know, that sort of thing. And it was like a flashback to somebody's dad who was a cop, you know, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. something like that. But no, it's it's for this season of Fargo. So, yeah. Yeah, which I'm curious about, even though I I thought season two of Fargo was pretty good. I love yeah. season one. Oh, yeah, season one's great. Three was, ugh. Three was hard. Three was hard hard to watch. I did not like it. No. No. That was the one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and yeah. uh, Ewan McGregor, right? Yeah. When they had their tawdry affair that leaked yeah. into real life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was worth it. <laughs> I don't think it was worth ruining your 25-year marriage, bud, but okay. I mean... Then again, I never think... I was going to say, yeah, it's never... It's never worth it. It's always a trade down every time, you know, but... I mean, that's how we believe, but yeah. they don't. And I'm not well. saying that, you know, people should stay in a bad relationship just because of the streak. I'm saying that if you're in a bad <laughs> relationship, get out of that relationship and then start another one. Yeah, and then take a break in between. That's healthy. Yeah, 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 just a little break. We all need a break. Get to know I you. Took, I took a break. Yeah. I need, and, and I wasn't even married. Like, yeah. uh, you go through a serious thing, and you, you got to take a fucking break. It's true, and I mean, yeah. it's it's not even like okay. <laughs> I don't even know how we got this, but look, I'm just saying <laughs> that. Well, that's fine. Go for it. To be the best you that you can possibly be in a relationship, yeah. it's good yeah. to know who you are. Therefore, yeah. step out of relationship mode for a second after you get out of one. Not while you're in one, because then you, that's that's not good either. But yeah, <laughs> when you get out of a relationship, just be you for a minute and, and get to get to know how great you are. Yeah, I, we've talked about that. I think I've talked about that on the show in the mm-hmm. past. But I've spent I spent a lot of time with no one because yeah. I was like, I need to make sure I'm OK. I need to make sure I'm good before I'm with someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah some people can't though and i i guess my my philosophy of that is if you can't um as much as you might not like it like no you know i don't like it being without someone i want a partner you know everything but like if you feel like you can't that's a problem yeah uh it's it shouldn't be uh i can't have not have this it should be a i choose this right and then i keep choosing this that's what it should be in my opinion ideally yes exactly (laughs) yes just just a little 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 healthy little uh you know bow on the end of that piece there Mm -hmm. so yeah chris rock (laughs) (laughs) so fargo no but i'm looking forward to the season of fargo me too the whole point here is uh i think it's and I, i vaguely remember watching a trailer for this new season Oh man, yeah. I feel like they released a trailer, but I, I mean, we're we're living in dog years now. So <laughs> when the fuck is that? I don't know. I saw a um, a wrestling clip from 2016 the other day uh, that someone had posted, and I'm like, God, that was a hundred years ago. That, at least a decade. Like what? <laughs> this wow, that was 2016. 
Like, holy our, shit. Uh, our generation is going to die younger. <laughs> I, I, I think that we're going to, they're going to have an inexplicable, like, three years shaved off of the life. Right. You know, maybe our life expectancy would have been 80 but we're all going to die at 77 instead. And they're going to be like, what the fuck? Why did it happen with this generation? But then it's not happening with Gen Z. What's going on here? And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they lived through two economic crises and <laughs> like uh, a lot of bullshit. A lot of bullshit. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, say what you will about certain generations, but millennials in particular, we're fucked. Like we've we've seen a lot of shit in a very short period of time. We've seen a lot of shit, and there is a wide swath of uh, this generation. Like it's a it's it a wider a net. Yeah. So. Because I think I'm, you're like the top of the generation, right? Pretty much. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I'm like yeah. right right on the cusp, as they say in astrology. And like I think it's like two years younger than me, three years younger than me is the bottom of it. So <laughs> it's that's pretty much it. Like so there there's a good like, you know, thirteen, fourteen years or whatever the fuck numbers. Uh, who knows? Well, about to, <laughs> of like millennials. I'm about to ask you a very old man question. Okay. Have you seen that video WAP WAP? Parts of it. Okay, okay. So I for- don't listen to the, uh, her music. So, <laughs> no. I don't, it's not a... Okay, sorry, real quick. Mm-hmm. Millennials. 1981 to 1996. Oh, yeah. I'm right there. 81. Yeah, so, okay. I'm uh, 92. Mm. So, we're yeah, like I said, a few years younger than me. We're, we're anyway. bookending that generation. Much. <laughs> you guys, this is the Essential Millennials podcast. Contact your friends. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds know. like a that sounds like a scam oil that you're sold by like you know your mom's friend or something yeah. like that. Just like yeah, the essential millennial podcast. Yeah, you know this is going to become a pyramid scheme eventually. Uh, you know, fuck. Well, the genie's out of the bottle now, I guess, guys. All we need is you guys to go find three friends. That's it. That's it. Just find three friends. Do you want to own your own business? Profit Work yourself. Profit, profit, profit. More profit than you'll know what to do with. Get your fucking aunt over to your house and sell her lavender oil. <laughs> that is the only way that you will ever have the financial freedom to work for yourself. <laughs> Make 1500k just sitting at home. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Isn't a that a, isn't, you know what? Isn't that a great side job, guys? <laughs> Don't you want a little spending money? <laughs> a little fun money. Don't you want to <laughs> all you got to do is push this exfoliating cream, and it just all comes. It, it all falls into place. Yeah. Yep. But you know that'll solve all of your problems. I know your marriage is really bad, but you know, don't don't focus on that. Don't focus on that. This will fix it. This right. is the thing. I know you were talking about having the third kid, but you know what? Just wait and see what what happens with the oils, and then you can go to the kid thing. If you buy our diamond package. Don't, yeah. don't, don't even worry about the cost. Just skip a car payment. Trust me, you'll make it back yes. in no time. Yeah. Go ahead and just pay off the car then. I was going to say, like, you know what? You can get a better car. A better car. You can get a better car. In fact, our top sellers, you get like a, a, a pink Cadillac. You can drive yes. around and show everybody. It's got yeah. the special decal on there just to show them 
how great a seller you are. Yeah, don't you want your neighbor Linda to be like, "Oh fuck you!" Oh man, every time you drive by, fucking Linda. You should hear what Linda says. She's so fucking jealous. All right, back to the show. Linda is so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) So WAP. We don't know what it stands for. (laughs) You know what's great? There was there was a meme going around the other day. There was a there was a thread going around where people were (laughs) saying, "Okay, what are you going to tell your grandma?" When WAP comes on the radio, which is already Ooh. unlikely, and she asks you what WAP stands for, and Google ain't no snitch because when you just Google the word WAP, it gives you wireless application protocol. <laughs> so shout out to Google for being a bro. For now, yeah. Yeah. So, of course, we know that WAP stands for women are pretty. I concur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I concur. So, a lot. <laughs> ben Shapiro is not a fan, apparently. Yeah. Ben Shapiro, first of all, the fact that we're talking about Ben Shapiro is very sad, but also very 2020. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you can always count on Ben Shapiro to be Ben Shapiro. He's Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Ben Shapiro, but uh, he decided to be very offended by WAP. Wow. 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 He looks like a human fart. He looks like what you would imagine a person that embodies a Dutch oven to look like. (laughs) That's what he looks like. Ugh. Yeah. That is an accurate, disgusting description. And it's it's so sad because he's... (laughs) Apparently. You know, it doesn't matter how he looks, though, because you can see into his little rat soul. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. But he's, he's, he's ugly as fuck because he's a bad person. He is super triggered by WAP. And he says... Get, and he's like, this is feminism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feminism! So he goes uh, in his tweet, As I discussed on, on my show... My only real concern is that women involved who apparently require a bucket and a mop get the medical care they require. My doctor wife's differential diagnosis, bacterial vaginosis, blah, blah, blah. He apparently um, doesn't know that there is lubrication involved in, 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 in copulation. Oh, we are treading in the dangerous territory here. Man, this is mid-show, so everybody who was going to like skedaddle's <laughs> yeah. already gone. So we're good That's to go. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you guys are you guys are in it. Yeah, you guys are uh, the, the sweetest chili babies. You're in the heart. You're in the cinnamon imagine heart. Bragging. <laughs> imagine bragging that you have never made a woman come in your entire life. <laughs> Not That's only my that, favorite hasn't made a woman wet in his entire life yeah no just like no that's that's not for me that's sinful (laughs) yeah yeah the lord wants (laughs) the lord wants it to be like you're trying to start a fire on a very dry day just awful oh (laughs) god i I mean, I, first of all, he's married, which I did not know. To a doctor? Yeah. I mean, well, maybe... you know, she's selling those essential oils, so... Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. fucking Janet. Um, How old is he? I'm going to Google him. I don't know. Somewhere between 31 and 55, you know. He's 36. Jesus Christ, he's... That's older well, than I thought. I thought okay. he was 
I thought he was like he looks like a, a tiny rat baby. <laughs> He's old enough to know better. So famously, there's a there's another video of him discussing how we shouldn't be concerned about the oceans rising because people who live by the seaside can just sell their homes. Oh yeah, and move that. somewhere else. And of course, the internet was like. If the sea is rising, who are they selling their homes to? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I remember that, but I didn't realize that was him. I know who he is, but I don't... <laughs> Jesus. So this is the conclusion I've come to about Ben Shapiro. Yeah. When it comes to things that are wet, that's his kryptonite. He doesn't understand. He just... It's a complete blind spot to him. Whether it be yeah okay he's Ben yeah. Shapiro ben I've Shapiro. got I've got a bit of a a conundrum for you bud and it has to do with water boiling water <laughs> why does it make eggs hard but pasta soft bud that's a feminist issue uh, he doesn't yeah care. no yeah he doesn't no. care Ben my I, my basement is flooding what's a basement sounds like a liberal thing yeah yeah. <laughs> So anyway, Ben Shapiro doesn't eat pussy. Nope. That's that's a that's a fact. Uh, he is a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Based on that fact and many more, we're not fans of yeah, Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I assume you're a terrible person if you don't, excluding you know, if that's not your your sexual orientation. Yeah, I mean you know that, that's the asterisk, obviously, but yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, dude. But. It's 2020. If, you, if you're if you're a fan of uh, of these pretty women, that yes, because uh, that's what the song stands for. Women, women are, are pretty. pretty. It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, you need to uh, reevaluate some things in your life. Can you imagine someone just taking everything Ben Shapiro says at face value, like the you know the diehard Shapirettes, the, <laughs> Shapirettes. the, the Shapirettes, who just go, oh my god, I'm I'm so glad you said this, Ben, Doctor. My wife, <laughs> there's a problem that she uh, has. Not that frequently, yeah. but sometimes when she thinks about Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I guess. Um, yeah, he he's describing what he was describing were basically like the yeast infections and stuff. Like he's like I, I don't understand. For okay, first and foremost. I'm very disturbed by how many men do not understand the basic biology of women. And yeah. I know that our schools have failed us in so many ways, but for the love of God, <laughs> do some Googling or watch YouTube tutorials or something just or... so you understand. Even if you're not straight, <laughs> even if you're just a like a dude, like but you know, you should understand the basic anatomy of a woman. Yeah. You should understand basic anatomy of, of, of humans in general. Right, but you know? It's you always know, I, it's always I, good to grow your knowledge about Yeah, I pretty your much species. That's, I think I think if you did quizzes, like most women, whether they were straight, lesbian, whatever, like they would understand the basic anatomy of men because it's just culturally there. But women, not so much. No doubt. I mean, man, it's Fucking Ben Shapiro, man. How do you have a wife and not understand this stuff? And she's I think, a doctor. <laughs> I think that he got an awkward boner watching this video 
and is ashamed of himself. So he felt the need to project that, oh, everything that they're talking about in this video was wrong. Butts are evil. So are boobs. You know, he just had to project all that. He's just... Like, I mean, he was using it. He's saying this is the problem with feminism. And I mean, I'm like, really? but I don't understand that. You can't watch that video and take it seriously. Take it at face value. Like, but door knockers shaped like snakes are coming alive and biting people and, and snarling at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's what Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion want you to believe this is, is the real. This liberals want. <laughs> But even this if is, it was, this is Biden's like, America. <laughs> yeah, even if it, even if it was like face value, that I still don't understand what he's like he, when he was like, "There are whores in this house." <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he's like, "There are whores in this house." I mean, whores literally, like he kept saying it, and I'm like, he's saying it like he he's like so deeply offended. But he's also saying it like he wants to sound like fucking Walter Cronkite. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Um, I just don't under like, what are you what are you talking about? I don't understand how cis men yeah. can see anything negative about women being sexually open. Like this is what you want. This is what you want them to do is to no, express to you. No, that's not what they want. I guess no. not. No, they don't. They want to completely control women. Yeah. That's I, what, th- you know, when we're talking about, uh, pro, that's what pro-choice is all about, too. It's it's not, uh, it's about possession. I mean, there's usually an overlap of how these guys are with racial issues, too. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're not straight white male... Like, I mean, this is, you know, there's obviously plenty of straight white males who are very progressive liberals and allies and everything like that. But like these, I'm talking about these specific guys, they view people as property. Man. (laughs) They may not be cognitive of that, but that's what they, that's what they view. Property without the responsibility of, you know, housing, clothing, And then look at how they talk about their daughters in the future. yeah. How, like, I'll have a shotgun ready and like, I'll, you know... No one's coming near my daughter. No one's in this that. I have a daughter. I respect women. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm so glad AOC called out that motherfucker. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a tightrope, man. You know, that's just the sad part is he was probably raised by a guy. I don't. I mean, maybe he was radicalized online. That can obviously happen too. But like. You know, he learned that from someone and they yeah. just keep perpetuating it. 36 is still young and he has these this mentality that should have died off long ago. 36, I mean, I'm I'm 38 and yeah. I was raised in an era where, you know, sexual um, awakening was right there. It was out in the open. I mean, you had, um, oh my goodness, Left Eye from TLC, like wearing condoms all over her fucking jumpsuit. Yeah, you know when they went on like MTV and shit. So yeah, it's, it's not like this is something new. No. It's not like you know Lil Kim and Foxy Brown didn't exist before them, and countless other female rappers that you know projected sexuality. It's yeah. just he's scared. Yeah, it's exactly what you're saying. He's scared because it's women in control of what yeah. they want, and not hey, I'm a man, I'm going to take what I want. You know, 
It's fucking bullshit, man. He's Biden's yes. America, where the where the pussies are juicy and the door knockers come to life. He's scared of that. God damn, twenty twenty. Hell mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I want that. That's the America <laughs> I want. Give me that America. Yes. <laughs> man, if only make, we could name the episode. Believe in America though. again, Jesus. Right. <laughs> That's all anybody wants. Well. You know. We just want a little bit of faith. Oh, drop my phone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you fell over. Like, I'm really interested in this topic. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Lex finally had her heart attack, guys. I mean, she was talking about fucking... wet pussy and just <laughs> fell over. You know what, guys? That's how I want to go out. <laughs> That's exactly how. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, we're not talking about it, but wet pussy and... <laughs> So it's gonna be in the situation somehow. Yes. Yeah. Man, yeah. it's got to be involved <laughs> in some capacity. Ben Shapiro, not at all. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a thing. Um, don't tell your parents what that stands for. Obviously, it's just gonna be a bad time. Oh no! Do what I did to my grandmother years ago, which was. She was like asking about something, and I was like, I just named like I started naming sex acts or something like that, and I was like, just Google it. I just, just, Google, I was like, just Google it, and my dad was like, don't Google it. I was a teenager. I was like, just look it up. And my dad was like, no. Speaking of that, yeah, there's a there's a fucking trap going around right now. It's unfortunate. People are going to fall for this, mm-hmm. and I'm warning you against it right now, ladies and gentlemen. Within my experiences as as a Resnackunaut, as someone that brings you the, the, the news that is Resnackulous. Okay. Don't Google blue waffles. Okay, so look, here's the thing. Oh, you don't know about that? No, I, I know. I want to tell them. Don't. Yeah. Don't think it up. When I was in high school, it was a thing. Yeah, but now, of course, I've seen a resurgence because fucking Captain Crunch has blue syrup on the market. He's filling the Aunt Jemima void. By releasing oh. his own syrup, which is, is it, blue. Does it taste blue? I don't know. I don't want anything to do with that stuff because it, it probably just tastes like high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm out. I'm good. Man, I want Captain Crunch. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oops all oh, fructose. That's all it is. Do you go for traditional Captain Crunch or do you go for like Crunch Berries? I got to be honest with you. I'm, do you go I'm, oops? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old man. All right, look, I don't eat Captain Crunch anymore because that shit scrapes the top of my mouth. It's not good. <laughs> Just little little haystack shaped pieces, the, yeah, the actual yeah. the actual Captain Crunch pieces. Not a fan. I was always a fan of the Crunch Berries though, but only the red ones. Then they started adding <laughs> more Crunch Berries to the mix. I don't like that. When they say oops I, I all like berries, look, I like the mix and I like traditional. But every I'm a- every child. Of my mm-hmm. generation, of, of my age, was dreaming about the day that you got a, that there was literally a mix up in the, in the Captain Crunch factory and you got a box of all Crunch Berries. That was oops. the dream that the oops actually happened. But before the oops happened, they added that green and blue berry in there and everybody was like, yeah. nah, man, that's not my Captain. All right. See, I always remember the green and blue being in it. I yeah. don't remember. That before Lex, let me tell you about a time before the green and the blue. It was it was I like the green and the 
blue. Because that's how you were raised. <laughs> I'm telling they you. They bought you up wrong. They bought you up wrong, girl. <laughs> <laughs> In the golden age of the Captain Crunch, there was the Captain Crunch plane, which I, I don't really see anymore on the shelves, but I'm not really looking for it either. Ah, it's, it's still there. Okay. <laughs> it's all dusty in the back somewhere. And then there was the crunch berries. Yeah. And that was the money because you got the little red pieces in there with it. And sometimes when you eat the cereal, you'd it's save cereal. all all the crunch berries until the end of the experience. So you could just have a spoonful of all berries and it was just glorious. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. But then they added in the blue and the green. Peanut butter crunch. It's good too. You know, I've never had peanut butter crunch. It's good. Hmm. I'll have like to it. give it a shot one day. It doesn't have that roof of the mouth issue, so it's hmm. it's the shape of the uh the berries. Oh, okay, good, good, good to know, good to know. Yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good to know. Speaking of peanut butter, what is peanut butter falcon? Okay, that's in our notes. Great transition, <laughs> and I didn't even plan that. I've done it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, peanut butter falcon is a movie that's it's on uh Hulu right now, hmm. and it's like. I guess it was like a, a well-acclaimed movie, but it's kind of a little more indie. Uh, it's with Shia LaBeouf. It is so good. Mm. And I really think you should watch it because it has some wrestling elements involved. Really? The kid is, um, you know, this the, or this young man in it is obsessed with wrestling. Okay. And that's kind of his journey is involving wrestling. That's kind of all I'll say about it. Mm. It's it's really good, man. It's a okay. really, really good movie. It That's involves why. wrestling, and you liked it, so it must really be good. Yes, it does. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's in. It's the theme of a movie, and so that's why I wanted to bring it up, because the name of the movie is Peanut Butter Falcon. Like, I mean, I think most people are going to see that, and they're probably going to not even give it a shot. Right. Definitely watch it. It's okay. really, really good. Yeah, I mean, the the name of the movie and the fact that it features Shia LaBeouf is like, all right. Yeah, I, if you wouldn't tell, if you hadn't told me about it, I probably would have passed it up. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf is fucking good, man. Okay, he's a great actor. Holy shit! Oh, it's got Jake Roberts in it. That's the guy. Yeah, Jake the Snake. Yeah, he's yeah. uh, he's one of a kind. That guy, he's been, he's he's legendary. When I was growing up, this is one of the wrestlers that, you know, even though you knew it was like made up. It's like that's the type of guy I never wanted to meet in real life because he was just gross, just sleazy, and not by his actions, just the way that he talked, the way that words would just like ooze out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. It just sounds like you're talking to the bottom of the ashtray after somebody poured beer in there and maybe some gravel. It's just, ugh. It gives you, it gives you the creepy crawlies and then the stuff he used to say. Oh, and then even better. His finisher, he he hits you with this move called the DDT. He invented this move, and wrestlers still use it to this day. And um, he would he would put his snake, uh, Lucifer, on yeah. you, and his big old boa constrictor, you know, and he just carried it around in like a in a pillow, uh, in a pillowcase. Yeah, weird dude, man. Like if if I think that's how they 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 actually have you take care of snakes though, because it doesn't mess them <laughs> up or something like that. Put them in a pillowcase. No, I no, I think that's that's actually what you're supposed to do. Interesting. Because like it, it like safely puts them in there and they don't like they can't see and shit. Like so it it, mm. it stresses them less or something. I don't know. Okay. I oh, a small small addendum to that last uh, thing I brought up. It wasn't Lucifer. The snake was named Damien. 
don't give a flying fuck <laughs> what this snake is called. The fact that you would think, I, I mean, I guess some listeners care, but if that was for me, you just wasted a Google search because I do not care. It was for me. All right. It was for me. Okay. Well, it's a fucking snake. I want yep. no part of it. Yep. No part of it. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> it's uh, not no. okay. No. <laughs> All right. So, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. Where are their arms and legs? Yep. <laughs> so, Peanut Butter Falcon, you highly recommend. Highly recommend. Watch that movie this week, everyone. Okay. Okay. You can get okay. a free trial with Hulu, too. I mean, it might be streaming somewhere else, but that's where I watched it. Okay. Go check it out. All right. Speaking of movies, Blockbuster. Yeah, what's this story? Apparently, the last Blockbuster in existence mm-hmm. uh, is getting a makeover. They're converting it into a rental property, uh, an Airbnb. That's that's where I'm going to have my honeymoon, guys. <laughs> so according to TMZ, uh, Blockbuster's summer sleepover inside last door, only $4 per night. And they show a picture of the setup they have here. It looks oh. pretty fucking sweet. Like, I want to do my living room like this. It looks pretty great. This is like great. a 90s house. Yeah. It looks like the intro to America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. Back is when Bob Saget was hosting. Uh, Alaska? Um, let's see what the story says. Uh, Sandy Harding, the manager of the only surviving blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, is oh. converting the store into an Airbnb for three nights only. Oh. And the once-in-a-lifetime experience sounds pretty freaking cool. The three lucky folks who snag one of the reservations are in for a sleepover unlike ever before. They get the keys to the store, literally, and can watch movies to their heart's content in a makeshift living room complete with a pull-out couch, bean bags, lamps, oh, and pillows. I Ooh, love this. Me too. Movies aren't fun without snacks, and this blockbuster sleepover includes free pizza, Pepsi, candy and popcorn, plus whatever else you want to bring. The store's entire movie collection is up for grabs, plus video games, too. Oh, and there's a working VHS player, as long as you remember how to work it. Who could forget? (laughs) The overnight sleepovers are set for September 18th through 20th, uh, COVID permitting, of course, and the place accommodates up to four people. Sandy says she wants to thank the local community for supporting the world's only surviving blockbuster, which is why it's being rented to locals and costs a measly $4. Wow. That's pretty cool. So for the price of a rental, because I think that's how much it used to cost, yeah. you can stay at a blockbuster overnight. You can literally make it a blockbuster night. Oh, I see. Now, I am, Oregon sounds like a place to live. <laughs> this sounds like a plan, guys. There you go. I want to go live there. I want to live in that blockbuster. I wonder if the last remaining blockbuster has like a corporate that they have to report to, like just for the one location. I doubt it. I think it's all shut down. I think they're just they have the name now. They They might maybe have to pay some person who owns the copyright of the name, yeah, like a fee or something every year or whatever. I'd imagine so, because I know they still, like, license out the Blockbuster name and iconography uh, to certain, like, uh, T-shirt makers and, yeah, game producers and that sort of thing. Like, you can't just put... I have a Blockbuster T-shirt. I I thought you were about to say, I have a Blockbuster card. I was like, wow, okay, that's impressive. (laughs) Yeah. I used to work at a Blockbuster a long, long time ago. 
damn, I really wanted to work and they at one and then they shut down before I could. Let me tell you. That was gone. And I just ended up working at a comic shop instead. You know, I always wanted to work at a comic shop. Never got a chance to. And when I finally uh, don't do not recommend. No. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did. Like before I got my full time like grown up job. I almost yeah. worked at a comic shop. Like the same day they called me, like, Hey man, do you want to work here now? I'm like I would love to, but rent, man. I gotta get. Yeah, you made the right choice. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Who knows where I'd be right now if I worked for the comic shop instead? Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I worked for Blockbuster. Sliding doors, life. (laughs) (laughs) When I was working for Blockbuster, the best thing about it was um, uh, Cheryl Crow stuck up the sun was on constant repeat, along Mm -hmm. with. Tenacious D's greatest song in the world tribute. Yeah. Like for some reason I guess those were like the songs of the summer for them and they were they were playing those like once every half hour. So mm-hmm. I, I know those by heart because of that very fact. But yeah, I mean they let you rent whatever you wanted and just have to come in and, and work in depressing retail and everything was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that is that's how it always goes. Like you're just gonna have to deal with shitty people and Ugh. Yeah, I I left for the most petty reason too because I was I was doing my uh, my adult job and working at Blockbuster at night not because I had to but like I was bored so I'm like okay I'm just gonna get a, a night job too and just start stacking that cash you know live that rap video lifestyle and all that shit but the reason I left Blockbuster was because I ended up cutting my hand on something there at one point. And it wasn't just like a regular, it was like a gash, man. Like, yeah. I still have the scar on the back of one of my knuckles. And I went, I went to the, the break room talking to my supervisor. And I'm like, Hey, um, I cut my hand open pretty bad here. And I got it, I had like paper towels wrapped around it. And there's obviously like blood showing. And the girl, I mean, honestly, at the time she was probably like maybe 19 or 20. <laughs> That's always the sad part. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like you you're know, a year teacher. older than me and yeah. you have power to tell me what to do or what not yeah. to do. And so I'm like, look, um, I, I need some, some medical assistance here. Like I'm bleeding pretty badly. Uh, do we have any like bandages or any like, yeah, hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide or anything here I could use to treat it? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Look in the cabinet. <laughs> so I go look in the cabinet. It's just fucking empty. It's like if there were, if, if there were spider webs in there, that'd be more than what was in there. So. I'm like, look, I'm going to bleed out here. I'm going to go across the street to, like, Jewel Osco and get some, like, first aid stuff, and I'll bring it back yeah. here and put it in the cabinet. She's like, fine, but, you know, this is going to count as your lunch or some bullshit mm-hmm. like that. And at that moment, I'm like, I'm going to go treat this wound. I'm going to go finish my shift, and I'm going to fucking quit. I'm amazed so, you finished the shift. I would have just fucking left. Yeah, I wanted to, but, you know, I, I was trying to be professional, and I didn't want to leave a bad impression at Blockbuster, even though I was working yeah. at you know, nameless day job at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where it really didn't matter anymore. But right. I'm like, okay. I went in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you my two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, if you're quitting, just, just go. We'll take you off the schedule. I'm like, cool. Bye. I'm yeah. Like, done. And that was the end. You just go make sure my hand doesn't fall off. Thanks. <laughs> right. She did ask me for the, uh, for the sweatshirt back. And I'm oh like, I, I didn't wear another shirt here. She's like, fine, just keep it. Like, All right, cool. And that was it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was soulless. I worked at a at another video store. I probably talked about that 
before. I worked at like a, 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 a mom and pop video store. Yeah, I miss and that those. was that was a better experience. I mean, just yeah. for the camaraderie and the management and everything there. That that felt bad to leave, but yeah, blockbuster. Yeah, I miss Fuck video that. stores, but I don't necessarily miss like a corporation video store. Mm-mm. The only thing Blockbuster had over the mom and pops was that uh, they got video games. Like that was yeah. it. Because right. the, the moms and pops couldn't afford <laughs> the price of just like getting ten copies of fucking like Banjo Kazooie at a time and just have them sit there and collect dust. Yeah, too expensive. Exactly. You know, even when you buy in bulk, it's the same price. It's like they shave mm-hmm. off like a couple dollars or something. Yeah. Like it was eye opening. I got to read the catalogs for ordering that stuff too. And I, you know, like normal people, I'm thinking, oh, they probably get a deep discount on this stuff because they're a store. Nope. Yeah. They make I, all that I, money through rental. I saw the same thing with comics where you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is not as high of a profit margin as I would have thought. <laughs> that you would have hoped, right? Like, yeah. hey, I could open up my own comic shop one day. How? How? No, How? I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I definitely didn't. I was like, no. Okay, uh, before we get into the wall of weird, just a little casting news mm. since we usually talk about this. This is still in negotiations, insiders. But um, there is a rumor that, and it's from Deadline, so pretty reliable source. Um, so Robert Zemeckis is working on a Disney live-action Pinocchio. Ah. Disney's been doing all of these. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't really care about Pinocchio that much. So to me, I'm like, what? you know, okay, cool. But, but they have piqued my interest because... They're saying Tom Hanks is in negotiations to play uh, um, Geppetto. Geppetto. Okay. Geppetto. Like he's not playing Pinocchio. He's got to be no, playing. No, no. I just was, <laughs> I was struggling for the name off because uh, I was reading that. So yeah, apparently that is a rumor right now, mm. and <clears throat> um, this is saying that if this news sounds vaguely familiar, that's because it's not the first time that Hanks has been attached to this movie. He was interested in playing Geppetto in a previous version of this project, uh, which was going to be directed by Paddington and Paddington 2's director, Paul King. That version <laughs> fell apart. Zemeckis came in, and they've worked together before, obviously. Uh, and um, now it's like Hanks is back in the running. That's probably the only thing that could get me to watch that movie. So that's how I felt, too. Yeah. And that's why I was like, oh, okay. I'm yeah. interested in that. Although I never watched Polar Express. And they did that together. So we'll see how bad and creepy it looks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Zemeckis is hit or miss. I mean, you know, he does classics like Back to the Future, of course. And then he does Polar Express, which a lot of people Forrest love. Gump, right? He was the director of Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's obviously their most iconic work together. Yeah, so him and Hanks are like, you know, peas and carrots. <laughs> but um, <laughs> let's see if they can work that same Disney magic on Pinocchio. I yeah. don't know what the future of these live-action films is going to be after Mulan. You know, yeah, this could blow up in their face. I mean, have, I, I mean, I couldn't even, I couldn't even finish Aladdin. I did not like Aladdin. I didn't. I didn't even try. I, I knew it wasn't going to be for me. Yeah, I watched the first couple of like minutes or whatever, and I was like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. Uh, and and Lion King was okay. 
Um, I mean, if they'd have taken the same ideology they did with like 101 Dalmatians mm-hmm. for the live action films, yeah, I think they would have done so much better. Because 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close was fantastic. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, these other ones, man, it's just really hit there's and miss. something missing about them. Yeah. You never Joy. quite place it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I liked parts of Jungle Book. I enjoyed Jungle some of Jungle Book. Oh, yeah, and, I can't forget and, about that one. Yeah, and I, and I enjoyed parts of Lion King as well. I mean, the, the talent behind Lion King was phenomenal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just something, something's not that. There's a, there is that magic is missing. All the parts I loved about um, Lion King were in Black is King by Beyonce. Yeah. Which is phenomenal. Right. You right. will like, cry if you watch that. Yeah. I've so seen good. parts of it. I haven't yeah. finished it yet. Yeah. I but mean this her artistry is ridiculous. Man. Yeah, she's she's got such a good eye and such a good ear. She's got a good everything, Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, she's talented. Absolutely. Have you heard of her? <laughs> You guys heard of this? <laughs> yeah. this, this Beyonce breaking Beyonce? news. Um, you guys She's may quite the talent. Be aware of you know small act uh, Beyonce. Um, you know it's, you, you spell it like it sounds. Yeah. Um, she's been on Oprah before, so if that's any indication, she's okay. gonna go far. This young lady. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you she's know, got she's a big got career potential. there. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. got potential. Mm-hmm. She could really be something. One thing that annoys me about it is the fan base referring to themselves as the Bayhive. It's the Beehive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the Beehive, right? Is that how yeah. it is? Okay. Because yeah. it's Beyonce, B E Y. Yeah. But when you read it, it looks like it says Bayhive on the the. But that's Doesn't more. Doesn't she go by Bay as well, though? She does, but that's that's more of um you know a, a dig at the English language than Beyonce. So don't come at me, people. Yeah. Please, yeah. I'm a fan. Right, I I, I personally on. think there are more problems with the English language than Beyonce. So yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that's a good deflection. I like it, and I co-sign. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Um. So Disney live action remakes are still chugging along with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Possibly playing Geppetto. Um, did you watch uh, the the Mister Rogers movie that he started? in? I did, and it was amazing. It's heavy. Yeah. Oh Jesus! It's heavier yeah. than you think it would be. Like, it is because it's it's about this guy's personal struggle as he's getting to know Mister Rogers. It's not the entire life of Mister Rogers. It's a snapshot of who this man was. Yeah. There's a moment in there, and I. <laughs> I don't think we should care about spoilers too much when it comes to this film, and I'm not really giving away any of the story. It's just a yeah. moment. It's um, sorry about spoilers with a movie that's based on a dude's life like that. Yeah, oh. right, right. But a in this case, it's it's a moment, and it's an, it's yeah. evocative of a certain feeling. And it's just um, when he tells the gentleman that he's speaking to, like just take one minute and just think about something or someone you appreciate, someone you love. Mm-hmm. And they stopped the movie for that full minute. Mm-hmm. And they just had him staring at you in that same way that Mr. Rogers would stare out of the TV at you. It was, like, intense, you yeah. know? Oh, my gosh. I hadn't felt that way in such a long time. Like, watching Mr. Rogers growing up, it, it was such a different vibe than yeah. all the other stuff. Because at that point... You know, when we were kids, everything was just trying to sell you stuff, and it was mm-hmm. doing it out loud. Um, 
I think maybe it calmed down a little bit by the time you were a kid. Like, they tried to add a little bit of educational stuff in there, too. Somewhat. Yeah. But, but it was still mostly about selling stuff, though, you know? I'm talking, like, you know, Transformers, Thundercats, yeah. Ninja Turtles, shout out to Turtle Soup. Yeah. Everything was just in your face, blowing up, trying to sell you cereal and toys. Yeah. Except Mr. Rogers, he was just very just in your face about caring about you and about your feelings and it was weird yeah i want i want to emphasize kindness yes and your humanity <laughs> and recognizing humanity in others we should all be more like mr rogers for sure yeah 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 i, I don't yeah, know if we can movie. be it's a great movie but it you know you, it, what'd you, say? you don't know of what i don't know if we can be like mr rogers anymore and i say that because in, in that moment that encapsulated what's missing and that's patience like that minute felt like forever when I was a kid and it felt like five forevers as an adult. That patience yeah. is gone, man. <laughs> it's just gone. I don't think it's gone for good. Okay. All right. We'll so, see. I hope. I, because I think that you still crave it. And if yeah. you still crave it, then it's not actually gone. It's just harder to unlock. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. It's, yeah. um, it's a conundrum about time and, and space and how it relates to us. It's if you ever want to just feel like you're a small part of the universe, just take that minute and see how long that minute feels. Yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> Getting all existential and shit. Let's do Wall of Weird. The Wall of Weird is just a tweet that I found hilarious. <laughs> okay. So this week's this week's Wall of Weird is the most 2020 Wall of Weird, I think. Personally. Wall of Weird. Yeah, this is a tweet by Jim Antle. Mm -hmm. The 2020 Libertarian Party presidential nominee has been bitten by a possibly rabid bat. Dope. Dope. Dracula 2020. For those seeking seeking more information. (laughs) And then you go to Joe Jorgensen. Don't vote for her, guys. Anyway, uh, she said, I will not be able to attend the campaign rally tomorrow morning. I will be getting a rabies vaccine as a precaution after having been bitten by a bat near the start of this campaign tour. And then she goes, I want to do this thing. And people are like, what? What? So the, the Libertarian Party nominee was bitten by a bat. Um, so that's the weird story of the week of what the what the actual fuck wow wow um yeah if she doesn't start showing up to daytime rallies uh we need to do a check on her y'all uh (laughs) if people start picketing if like okay i'm not saying do this anyone however don't any of this we don't condone any of this but if you start showing up to her rallies with like garlic knots and stuff like that (laughs) then okay yeah you know i went for bread but knots are better that you'd be able to throw those easier yeah you can really get some get a curve on that and get yeah get a get a curve it'll 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 sting a little bit but it won't leave a mark no yeah (laughs) well it depends is she is she finally a vampire we'll see then will sting then then we'll know for sure yeah yeah you know she can't cross bodies of water so no campaigning out of the country, and of course bodies of water. Yeah, that's like an old one they don't ever talk about anymore. I've never heard that before. 
Yeah, like you can't cross bodies of water as a vampire. Is but it like a river or is it like an ocean? I think it's like it's... an ocean. And I think it okay. was a way to keep like, you know, Dracula in like his area or something, whatever. I so don't know. If you build a moat around a vampire's <laughs> house, are they just fucked? Yeah, pretty is that much. How you kill a vampire? That's at least how you control and contain them. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll, they'll starve to death or But if they re-death. can fly, they can fly around it. Ah, right? yeah, that's true. But then how does that work? Because then you can fly across the ocean, too. That's right, guys. You know what we did right now? We just poked a hole in the border wall. What's up? You know, up? it's maybe maybe <laughs> if they try to fly over it, it becomes an Icarus situation. Oh, yeah. Where that yeah. shit just melts and they go down in flames. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a Catch-22. Um, they can't come in your house unless they're invited. So you just build your house around their house, and automatically, boom, they have to blow up because you never told them to come in. Oh yeah, that's true. That's right. So you don't have a home. <laughs> that's a good point. If if a vampire is in their in their casket in their coffin, right? Yeah. Okay. What if you put that casket on an island? Right. And what if you have that 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 coffin and like you put a tent over it and you say, I declare I live here. This is my home. Yeah. What happens to the vampire? They're in your home already. Do they have to get out? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And put, put it on a sunny beach of an Island. So if they do come out, they die. That's right. We Animal should be crossing. vampire hunters. We should be. Is that a profession guys? I want to, uh, I want to take this on. I think I can do it. Into uh, every know, generation, guys. I'm fucking ready. <laughs> Alexis, the vampire hunter. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I stopped myself because I was gonna just like you know sing the whole fucking theme song. Yeah, but no one wants to hear that. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> she's a vampire running for president. Um. Somehow still better than what we currently have, but don't vote for her. No, we deserve better America. Yeah. Don't vote for a vampire 2020. God damn. You know what's sad? What's that? Is that that statement doesn't even sound that ridiculous given this context. It doesn't. You have a... Oh, shit, that makes sense. Okay. You have a, a, a morally and monetarily bankrupt reality star that's yeah. currently president. You have a, a rapper and clothing designer, uh, designer in quotation marks. Um, and then, then, I mean, he doesn't have to be good to be a designer. Yeah, I mean, that's true, I guess. And then you have a vampire. Yeah. And then um, the former vice president. Yeah, and, and, you, and then you have adults. Somehow the former vice president is <laughs> called into question. I don't know how this works. I don't fucking understand either. Guys, I just sort of vote. Jesus Christ. Also, our last announcement on the show is save the fucking post office. That's right. Buy some fucking stamps. And then we have, I also have, we have resist bot. You guys can do this to contact your reps. Text five, text U, USPS to 50409. That's mm-hmm. resist bot. That will help you contact your representatives. Do that shit. Do it. Please do. Um, one of the things that I love the most um, at, at my local post office is being able to work with them with their Project Santa on an yeah. annual basis. 
they get letters written to Santa by um, folks that are without, I guess you could say, uh, around that time of year. And uh, they allow you to send them gifts to yeah. make them feel better or even clothe them. Because in most scenarios, these people are asking for like winter coats and gloves and hats and stuff like that. Um, but they allow you to send uh, holiday presents to less fortunate families and, and kids especially. And without the, without the post office staff that runs this every year, it, it would be impossible for them to do this sort of thing. So I yeah. mean, at the very least, do it for Project Santa but also do it just so your letters can get to their fucking destinations. Do, do it for private, or um, I'm sorry, uh, small businesses. That's, yeah. I mean, we can't, our show cannot mail merchandise if we don't have the post office. That's right. So we, we like just on the basic level of this podcast would not be able to do physical merchandise without the post office. Very that is true. all we use. Um, it, basically, every small business that you've ordered from uses the post office, unless they have some special deal. I mean, I've never really seen anyone using that's not a larger company. They use, you know, a FedEx and UPS yeah. and all that. But the post office is the most affordable. It's insanely expensive. I've been sending a lot of care patch- packages over the, you know, past few months to people. Yeah. And. I mean, for a base cost, you can get something to someone across the country for like three bucks. Yeah. But if you try to do it through FedEx or UPS, you know, maybe because your local post office isn't the best, like mine yeah. sometimes has a little issue, I price it out. And it's like $15 a pop. Yeah. That's the minimum. And that's yeah. just right now. So, of course, when they're the only yeah. game in town exactly. and they realize that, it's there's going to be some increases. Don't let yeah. that happen. Don't let big business win this. Yeah, so go support the post office. You can order stamps. You can order merchandise. Those things help them. Send us letters. We got a P.O. Yeah. Box. I just pulled That's it right. up right now. We have P.O. Box, guys. P.O. Box is 87528 in Chicago. In Chicago. That's right. If you have anything that you'd like me to read on air or anything you'd like us to yeah. unbox on air, we'll do that. Send us a crudely done uh, card that you made yourself. <laughs> That's Why right. Why not? I mean, handmade stuff is the best anyway. Yeah. It's yeah. true. It's send your true. send your grandma a card. She'll love it. You got a comic book that you really like you want me to read? Send it to me. I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Sure. I will narrate it. I will narrate it with different voices if that's what you want. Send me a comic to the P.O. Box. I will give each character a different voice, just like the Harry Potter books. It's going to be great. And then I am on Instagram at the Lex Lutz. Uh, go ahead and shoot me a message. Let me know in advance that you're doing that so that I can actively avoid Matt for the duration of time when he's when he's doing that thing. Because I don't want to do that. You are you are not obligated anyway whatsoever to do that. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. is my thing that I offered. Yep. I will do it on my own some. Yeah, and I fully support you just <laughs> from a distance. Okay, good. Yeah, because I got some voices that will probably freak you out. Yeah, I I mm-hmm. fully believe that. Mm-hmm. Fully. Anyway, like Lex said, you can contact us on the Instagram. I'm mm-hmm. at Mighty Inc. Matt. And you can contact the show at Lex and Matt across all social media platforms. 
Oh, we just got on TuneIn, by the way. That just happened last week. Cool. For you listeners that uh, use TuneIn for your podcast needs, we're on TuneIn. That sounded now. too enthusiastic. I don't know what that is. It did. I'm like, wow, you're familiar <laughs> with this shit. I, oh. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I mean, have no fucking clue what we're talking about. This quality platform. The mm-hmm. best the best part about that is that you could have made something up. <laughs> you could have made up. Like, we're on uh we're on the WAP, guys. <laughs> we're on that network finally. And I'd I mean be like, hopefully. Sweet. You know, ideally been yes. trying for a while. Shit. I'm saying, cool. you know, yeah. that's one of my goals in life from, from teenager yeah. on was to get on the WAP network. Get on the and, WAP. Uh, yeah. Finally. Dreams do come true. <laughs> <laughs> If you believe. If you believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you're bored uh, after listening to this episode, of course, uh, watch uh, Living Single on Hulu. It's a great show. Still slaps. <laughs> Fucking love that show. Um, anyway. That is, that is a weird promotion for Living Single, but very on brand for us. It was. So, it yeah. was. They haven't had an ad in like 10, 15 years, but you know what? I'm still pulling. You're, you're, I'm like, watch Peanut Butter Falcon on Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, watch me back on Hulu. You're like, watch Living Single on Hulu. It's like we're promoting Hulu. They're not fucking paying us. They're not. Tweet <laughs> Hulu. Tell them to pay us. That's right. Or Queen Latifah. Well, she wants to slide me. Because we're Hulu and commitment kind of people. <laughs> well, not That's Netflix true. and chill people. We're Hulu and commitment people. That's true. That's true. And That's all the, gal I am. And all the Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavors that come with it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Um, that's it for our show. Uh, I'm Matt Peters. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> I'm Lex Luce. Be excellent to each other. <laughs>